welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewatch, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, one-shot, and special presentation in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I am Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. And before we get into this week's episode, we want to ask you to follow us on some form of social media. We are at MCU underscore Rewind on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we would also like it even more than that if you gave us some form of rating on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app that lets you give ratings. If you use one that doesn't let you give ratings, go find one. Just install it really quickly, uh, give a rating, then you can uninstall it. That's fine. Also, tell your friends to do the same. Uh, in addition to that, you can also send us an email. Uh, you can email us at mcurewind at gmail.com. No underscore there. All right, all that stuff out of the way. Today, we are continuing our rewind of season two of Luke Cage with episode two, Straighten It Out, which dropped on June 22nd, 2018. And as usual, here's a rundown of the episode. After surviving the Jews bullet unharmed, Jude goes to test his strength. And he does this with a lot of fanfare and press, which results in him getting sponsorship offers. Shades is uh, sent to get the money from Arturo Ray after he's released from jail. When Arturo starts insulting Mariah, Shades kills him without getting the money, upsetting Mariah. Luke tra- tracks down Cockroach, the next potential buyer after Arturo's death. Uh, he now thinks himself indestructible, but is proven wrong as Cockroach shoots him with a six-barrel shotgun and knocks him from the window, dislocating his shoulder. He and Claire have an argument about their fears for each other, and Claire uh, wants Luke to reconcile with his father. Meanwhile, Mariah reconciles with her daughter, Tilda, to get a good PR for her political image. Later, Luke intervenes when Cockroach is beating his wife and almost kills him. Finally, Bushmaster visits Tilda's holistic medicine shop to get the herbs he needs to power his strength and healing. I assume. <laughs> I know I know that's how he definitely fixes his gets the bullets out, so I assume that's where his strength comes from too. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we, we could talk about that just a little bit later too. But yeah. Yeah. I assume that also. Alright, moving on to our fast facts. On your left. Uh-huh. On my left. Got it. Stop. Damn it. Jesus, you are fast. Stay away. Look, I don't want to hurt you. You didn't see that coming? What do you have, Al? All right, I have one, maybe two, uh, depending, so I'll, I'll ask you. So, But first, uh, so the actor, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to try to say his name correctly, um, Sar Nagauja, um, S-A-H-R, uh, last name is N-G-A-U-J-A-H. Um, so he plays uh, a Nazi, so he's the uh, Jamaican guy who I assume mm. owns that restaurant, uh, and he's talking to Bushmaster, so we see him. Uh, he's he's done quite a bit of uh, voice acting, and he voices uh, Doomfist on Overwatch. So he voices one of the the characters of that video game okay. that I play way too much, but not at all anymore now that Spider Man Two is out. Um, yeah. So uh, that was my first fast fact. Tony, is that enough of a fast fact? Mm, possibly. Okay, well then let me let me put it over the top with this other fast. Okay, so this episode uh, was directed by Steph Green, uh, and she has uh, directed quite a bit. um, But her nerd creds for uh, you know directing things, as far as comic books specifically, this is the only comic book. Mm -hmm. Sorry, this is one of the two uh, comic book related things uh, that she's directed. 
Uh, she also directed one episode of uh, the Watchmen TV show. Yeah, it was on. Yeah, uh, she's also directed uh, one episode of the Book of Boba Fett, so it's probably one of the good ones, um, mm-hmm. the second half of the season, uh, and then two episodes of Ahsoka. So mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. She also directed two episodes of the TV show You're the Worst, which was that first season, one of my favorite shows. Uh, the other three seasons after that, eh, I just didn't care for it. But that first season, I, I just remember absolutely loving that first season and thinking yeah, it's hilarious. I hear good things about that show. I've never gotten around to it. Uh, I, after Lucy Liu directing this episode, when you said, oh, I looked up the director, <laughs> I got my hopes up. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, not much. Not much there. But I'm assuming that now those two in combination, I'm good as far as a one good Easter egg fast fact, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. I'm I'm iffy about it because you. I mean, yeah, she directed one other Marvel (laughs) thing. It's like connections, Easter eggs. eh. Okay, Uh, the title. Straighten It Out is a song by the uh, R&B uh, partnership uh, Pete Rock and CL Smooth. Um, I don't, I didn't listen to the song, so I'm not sure how the title connects with the episode. So we'll have to f- try and figure <laughs> that out. <laughs> I'm Do you have any ideas? Think, yeah, nothing. Yeah. yeah, nothing's jumping to mind. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, so far nothing, but yeah, we'll 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 talk about it some more. I'm sure later. Um, I also got background on Tilda Johnson, uh, which is I think she goes by Tilda Johnson in this, but uh, Tilda is based on the uh, comic book character. Uh, she was a supervillain turned superhero named Nightshade, and then she becomes Nighthawk. Um, she originally premiered as Nightshade, the villain. In Captain America number 164, back in May of 1973. Um, And obviously, she has stuff to do with Nightshade. That's why he buys Nightshade and other things for his powers from her. Um, her, Initially, she was known as Nightshade, the queen of the werewolves. She's actually, in the comics, she's a scientist who uh, originally was focused on turning people into werewolves. Or like like Morbius, <laughs> werewolf-like creatures. Um, there's actually a relatively famous Captain America cover where Captain America is a werewolf is from when he was fighting her. Oh, okay. And and just so we're all sh- clear, Tilda is Mariah Dillard's daughter. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. I could not get her. I completely forgot her name uh, when I was writing notes. Uh, but okay, got it. Tilda. Good to know. Um, eventually Tilda becomes good. Um, I didn't read the whole thing, but somehow she became good because she fought white nationalists with heroes from another dimension. Oh no, she fought white nationalists from another dimension. Uh, so she got inspired to become a hero. So, yeah. Hmm. Um, so along with her super genius, she also gave herself super pheromones to seduce men. Uh, in a very 1970s, 1980s style um, thing. Uh, All right. Yeah. The actress, uh, Gabrielle Dennis, doesn't have a lot of nerd creds. Uh, one thing that stood out to me, she was a voice in the Netflix show Wendell and Wild, which is a stop motion, uh, not horror, but 
uh, spooky, kind of like Coraline uh, level sh- uh, thing. Directed by Henry Selick, who directed Nightmare Before Christmas and uh, Coraline. So it was actually pretty good. I watched it with, like, I put it on for Halloween the Kids at Work last year, and they liked it. And finally, barely an Easter egg, but Ben Donovan uh, comes back to spring Arturo Ray from prison. He was uh, Fisk's lawyer in Daredevil Season 2. And mm-hmm. I don't think he was in Season 1, but definitely Season 2. But yeah. All right. Moving on to our heroes. It is one thing to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I never said you were a superhero. Didn't? Mm-mm. Well, good, because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. I saw you. You're a hero. Like, a for real superhero, which is, I'm not like a groupy stalker type. But... It's too late for heroes. Heroes, your word, not mine. Should we just go straight to the testing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where the episode started. So, yeah. Uh, so he meets with uh, Todd Bowles. Who I looked up is actually at that time the actual coach of the New York Jets. Oh, who wanted okay. to me on this. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Uh, he was the coach of the Jets from 2017 to 2021, so right in the middle of this. So, um, he does. Uh, he tosses and kind of like I don't know what you call it when you're lifting that 400 pound tire very easily. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He does a 24-foot long jump, who, according to the announcers there, was uh, 11 feet longer than the record, which I yep. think, if that's 11 feet longer than the record, why does the scale <laughs> go that far? Uh, I and have then, no idea. That's a standard scale. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, right, he does yeah. a 100-yard dash in 2.72 seconds, which is 0.5 seconds faster than the world record. I looked that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so... Like watching this, like yes, it makes sense that hey, a superpowered person can beat all these records and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But like, they don't count as world records, right? No, I assume I mean, like in, I would, in a world they are enhanced, like, right? So there's mm-hmm. like a different category. Yeah, which in the world of the MCU, like as it stands today, there's not that many enhanced people. They exist, they're around, mm-hmm. but they're like they're rare. It's like. Hey, maybe there's one in your city, unless you're in New York. But other than that, maybe, yeah. maybe there's one in your city. But even then, most likely not. Well, yeah, but um, if, uh, discounting Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which we shouldn't. Mm-hmm, um, right, of course. But even if you don't include that, like, we see through She-Hulk that they're springing up everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and that's one of those, like, also define everywhere, right? Like, at least two places. <laughs> LA and and <laughs> New York. Mm-hmm. And New Asgard, because you got some some aliens essentially, right? They're just hanging yeah, out. I I'm Earth. I'm trying to think of yeah. humans. Uh, uh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like this is one of those things. So uh years ago, there was a uh, what what which which comic was it? Well, I think it was a I think it was a Spider-Man 2099 comic where he's okay. like stuck in the current present day. Um so he just spends a weekend like out in LA because he's living in New York. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to go to LA and compete on American Ninja warrior. And then he, Mm -hmm. you know, beats everything. And obviously like everyone's like, Oh yeah, he's so he's, he's an enhanced person, right? Like we just all assume that now, or is he the first 
enhanced person to try to do this. So what I'm getting to this is, do, do they have rules for this, right? Like, like if Luke Cage wanted to go to the Olympics, would they say no? I would assume yes. Yes, I they would say no. Yes, they would say no. Okay. They would say no. Um, because being enhanced, and we're not even talking about mutants, because they're not here in the MCU yet, but being enhanced is probably the equivalent of steroids, right? I At very least, Captain America is. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, from a logical standpoint, I agree with that. Yes, like that, you know, you can make okay. that, that distinction. But how long until they have the enhanced Olympics? I mean, yeah. Hell yeah, do the enhanced Olympics. Yeah, hell yeah, do yeah. enhanced American Ninja Warrior. Because mm-hmm. that would sell tickets. Yeah, I want to see that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. no, not Who the regular is... Olympics. Okay, all right, all right, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, I I do not remember who it was. There was a comedian who was talking about the uh, probably a long time ago. Who's had some jokes about like, yeah, you know, uh, of, of course I want uh, drugs in my sports, right? I want to see those home runs and, and mm-hmm. you know hit, right? I want to see them run extra fast and all that stuff. Um, I feel like that was like George Carlin who wanted every athlete to have to take drugs mandatory or something like that. Probably that's probably what the bit was. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I know it's I know it's an old joke. Uh so it could have been George Carlin. Yeah. Um but yeah, you know, like uh, that's it. That was my first thought. Like like why why not try try to compete in the Olympics or something? Okay. Well they probably I mean, don't have they, a rule. Yeah. Okay. They have these uh world records, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Or they say it's faster than the world record or further than the uh. world record. But also the Hulk is stronger than him. So it wouldn't oh, be yeah. a world record. I mean, no one knew who Quicksilver was or Meraki is, but they're fat. Well, Meraki's not human, but they're mm-hmm. faster than he is. So, yes, yeah, yes if you include enhanced people, it's not as impressive. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the enhanced person competing against normal people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, also, yeah, but I agree. With, I stand by the steroids uh, analogy because, like, he had a – it wasn't his choice, but he had a process done to him. And that's mm-hmm. true. Either accident or on purpose, something happened to every enhanced person in the MCU currently. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, so uh, – Bobby Fish intervenes uh, uh, as a Nike rep comes to talk to him, and like <laughs> apparently Luke's if if Luke's not going to get paid, stuff's going to get uh, better for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if they're not going to pay him directly. At least Bobby Fish will uh, try to get something out of that, or at least try to get Luke to do some sort of something. <laughs> yeah. Because so, I mean, yeah, that was that was a big thing. Like even in the previous episode, right? Like Bobby was saying that the rent and everything on the, the barbershop is, mm-hmm. is going up and we don't see anyone ever getting a haircut. Also, I don't see anyone in there with a uh, license to cut hair. Yeah. Uh, I, so, yeah, that's just, I mean, a, the only people who, place. and the only income I guess they might be getting is from DW selling Luke Cage merchandise. Yeah. Yeah. Which Luke doesn't like. So, yeah, Luke doesn't like that, and I don't know if he's sharing out the barbershop. 
I think so. Yeah, they they just that's that's their base of operations. Uh, I mean, honestly, it's that or Claire's mom's basement, apparently, or that. Like uh, maybe Bobby is doing haircuts. Maybe he has a no, a, no, because he says nope. later in this episode, uh, oh. Luke's dad comes in uh, mm-hmm. and. Uh, asks for a haircut, and Bobby says he's not a barber. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, then never <laughs> mind. Yeah, yeah. There is no barber there at that barber shop. No <laughs> wonder they're losing the place. God, yeah. Okay. The community had to pay to get it fixed up after it got shot up, and now it's just there. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Yeah. And actually, this is a scene after all this stuff. He feels like nothing can hurt him. He feels invulnerable. And then his dad shows up to remind him he can be emotionally damaged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's already emotionally damaged from a handful of other things. Um, oh, yeah. But that adds to it. Yes. <laughs> Most, mo- a lot of it's from his dad. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, at the end of this episode, he equates all of it to his dad, his dad's fault, which I don't yeah. think is fully true. But that's where his mental state is. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I do want to talk about that later. But yes, yeah, yeah, okay. we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he kind of... Dad walks out disappointed that he doesn't get his head shaved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he has to go to a place that actually has a barber in there. Yeah. Like, ugh. Which right. Luke, you know, re- to be given credit, he recommends. He tells him where he can get his barber- barbarism. That's not right. Where he can get his head shaved. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so later i guess uh missy calls him to let him know that uh arturo walked and uh in something i appreciate uh luke semi quotes or paraphrases jurassic park saying money <laughs> like nature always finds a way <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and, uh, yeah, so he does his usual thing of harassing people who aren't currently doing crimes <laughs> to find cockroach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, he's not going to get reliable answers, man. You can't torture people and get reliable answers. And also, I didn't see anyone else in that weight room. So that barbell guy may be grievously injured. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that, you gotta you gotta reward people for for helping you, right? Yeah. Like, like yeah, sure. If he's not if he's not giving you the info, sure, then you you bend that that barbell. But like, when he gives you info, if you trust him, okay, pick it yeah. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, he finds uh, cockroaches home, and mm-hmm. uh, gets turned away by the wife. Uh, but this old lady, I respect her. Shoot your shot, lady. She hits on Luke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, all right. Get, you know, I mean, she, you know, she does the uh, the the smart thing, right? She starts. She's like, hey, let me. I'll give you some info. You know, this is what you're you you want, right? Yeah. Hey. All right. Now that you see me in a positive light, you want to go out? Like, uh, okay. All right. Fine. Co- all right. Come sure. in for some coffee. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. I mean, you've got Luke's number now. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which. From 90s sitcoms, uh, I think you ha- if you get someone's number, they have to sleep with you. Because the end-all be-all of every Friends or Seinfeld or any 90s com- uh, sitcom was getting a woman's number. 
Uh, I that must have been the rule back then. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. didn't date in the nineties, so no. I have no idea. But yeah. All right. So yeah, so she's got his number now. So sorry, Claire. He's got a new mm-hmm. girlfriend. Yep. Exactly. Uh. So and then he le- he goes to. She says he runs a dice game. This place is a little more than a dice game. <laughs> <laughs> just just a little more, but you know she she's she's older. So yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing that gets me, and I don't know, this might be a cultural thing that I don't understand. They've got the music, they've got dancers, they've got drinks. They still play their dice on the ground. <laughs> I, you know, if you're just comfortable with it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And the place clears out pretty quickly after he gets tased and doesn't work. And uh, last week I talked about Cockroach and his comic history. His mm-hmm. superpower, well, superpower, his special thing, <laughs> I use air quotes. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> is he has a, a six barreled shotgun. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, it worked. It knocks him out the window. Yeah, yeah. It had enough force, right? It's not penetrating his skin, but it, mm-hmm. it pushed him. All right, cool. Um, And I guess something that I never thought of, and I didn't even realize it in the moment, but realizing it now is like his skin is impenetrable. And sure, he's stronger and tougher, but his insides aren't. So mm-hmm. like, because he dislocated his shoulder. Right? Like, oh, I guess his shoulder isn't stronger. Yeah, I mean, we knew that from Jessica Jones. Remember, he shotgun to the face, knocked him out, and caused swelling in his brain. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, that's right, because that, that concussion from there. Um, he's tougher now since then, so he could probably take a normal shotgun to the face. Yes. And Even maybe a double-barreled, but a mm-hmm, sex-tuple-barreled, yeah. not great. Yeah, that one, that one will be some issues for him, yes. Yeah. So luckily, I mean, granted it's bad, but um, luckily it's something that Claire can fix. I was worried that he was like, his tendons were so strong it wouldn't be able to pop back in. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, you're right. Because that was was a part of the issue last season, right? When he was shot with the uh, Judas bullet and like it was lodged into him and like they couldn't get it out because it was like entangled or Mm -hmm. whatever it was. Like, yeah. Yeah, good thing. Yeah, good thing the insides are normal enough. Yeah, except for his muscles. Yeah. So yeah, so they started having the fight, and uh, this is about the time where he's like, he's saying how he's concerned about Claire and why he doesn't want to make up with his dad, and he kind of blames his dad for everything. And you want to talk about this? Um. Yeah, so just kind of what he, he, why he blames his dad for everything, right? Like, so... Uh, if he didn't seek his dad approval, he wouldn't have become a cop. And then if he wasn't a cop, he wouldn't have been sent to Seagate. And then when he was sent to Seagate, he ended up with those powers, but also he met, and I completely forgot her name, his, his wife. Um, do you remember? Reva. Reva. That's right. So he wouldn't have met Reva and then she would be, uh, then she was killed by Kilgrave. So Reva would still be alive. Right. And pops Mm -hmm. also. Right. So he's, he's kind of blaming all of that on his dad. Um, but also, just adding to that, would Jessica Jones still be under Kilgrave's control? Because she was the one who killed Reva, right? And then after that, she broke out of his control. So it's possible that Jessica Jones would still be doing whatever Kilgrave says. I... And then, mm-hmm. oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Okay, I was just going to add to that. Uh, separately, 
would Daredevil have been able to stop the hand alone, right, for the events of uh, the Defenders? Because, like, he wouldn't have gotten help from Iron Fist. We know that. Like, I mean, maybe. No, but, but Iron Fist would have been there because they need Iron Fist Fist to open oh, yeah. the door. You're right. Okay, yeah, he would have been around, but he wouldn't have gotten that much help. No, I, I, <laughs> uh, I agree. Um, well, first of all, the Reva thing, I think Jessica would still be under his power. Uh, okay. But Luke doesn't know that. I don't think he <laughs> knows that's what snapped her out. Maybe she, he does. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know he knows that Jessica Jones did kill Reva, kill Reva um, yeah. under Kilgrave's you know, orders, essentially. Yeah. Um, um, if Matt became aware of the hand stuff after in during Daredevil De- Defenders time frame. So after season two, <laughs> after he <laughs> hung up the suit, um, I feel like maybe would have Matt been more effective without Luke and <laughs> Jessica? Uh, you know that's a good point because in season two of Daredevil, he essentially takes on the hand by himself anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. He and Electra. Yeah, but and at some Punisher point they go there. That's true, but they at some point they go their separate ways, and and there is a point like at the end, of, like the last episode or two, where he is fighting the hand completely by himself. And yeah, there is that point where the Punisher helps him from afar with that that sniper. But other than that part with you know killing the the boss, um, yeah, and you know what? Okay, so the Punisher took down maybe what three hand members? With his yeah, sh- let's say three. Mm-hmm. I feel like Iron Fist would have been just as effective because he would have been there. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And he still would have been tricked by the hand to using his his fists to Mm -hmm. like unlock whatever it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, All right. I mean, I'm not not downplaying. I love Jessica and I love Luke and I hate Danny. But (laughs) (laughs) um. Yeah, I, I, I have enough faith in uh, Daredevil. No, he wouldn't have. He wouldn't <laughs> have because Elektra would have been part of it, and then that tripped him up. So he wouldn't have been. A, they wouldn't have finished the mission. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, like she, Elektra was still a part of it. Like, yeah, that did trip him up. But like at the end, Daredevil still did the right thing by. You know, essentially killing Elektra and sacrificing himself. Yeah. So, okay. I, so, yeah, yeah. So, the rest of the Defenders didn't need to be there. Okay. All right. Cool. So, I I guess Luke is technically, sort of, kind of right, in a sense. Oh. Right? Like, if no matter how far back you go, you're like, oh, yeah, if blah, blah, blah didn't happen, I wouldn't have stubbed my toe today. Um, yeah, like, no, that that's true. I don't think Luke's argument is valid. Yeah, something mm-hmm. art is his dad's fault. Uh, the yeah. whole thing with Diamond Beck, definitely his dad's fault. Y- yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> but blaming Reva's death and Pop's death and all that stuff is not on his dad. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, it's, you know, Luke needs to take some, you know, responsibility for his own actions, other and, and adults for their own actions, so, too, and... Yeah, yeah. Take, give other people some, except some things. Not everything's your parents' fault. Not everybody understands that all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Um, so he gets a call from his new uh, girlfriend after uh, Claire storms out. Yeah, Claire storms out, or Luke storms <laughs> out. Someone storms out. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and that uh, cockroach is there abusing his wife and child. So Luke busts in, destroys most of the room, and then starts strangling him. Yeah, yeah, Luke might have killed Cockroach if he didn't just so happen to see Cockroach's, like, wife and kid right there, kind of crying in the corner. (laughs) Yeah, I think he would have 100% done it. And this, like, this goes along. There's a speech, uh, his father's sermon's going on at the same time Mm -hmm. that Claire's watching. And it's, like, it's very old parable about the wolf and what wolf do you feed. And right now he's feeding the vengeful, angry wolf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Inside of you, there are two wolves, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right, anything else for Luke? Uh, No. Yeah, I uh, had everything that I had to say about him. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on to Misty. Yeah, she is back to work. Yeah. And, and right up right to her old ways. <laughs> yeah. Right in her desk and seeing some old friends from the Academy days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um yeah. It, so is Nandy just like jealous of her or what's up? I don't get why she's acting this way. Yeah, I think there's a jealousy thing. Um I mean, they did have a little bit of a confrontation with like Misty saying she wants her old desk back. Uh yeah. and the other lady being like, "No, nah, you can you can take that other desk, the one over there that no one wants. <laughs> like, uh, so I I feel like that's part of it. Apparently, people don't like her. Also, like, what was um, who was it in this episode that said uh to to her to Misty like, hey, listen, everyone's yeah. just uncomfortable around you because you're missing an arm, which is a stupid way to act. But I guess yeah, if there's it's, if you're not I mean- controlling it, then. Yeah, well, I mean, some people are. That guy just walks <laughs> past her and makes a joke. Uh, <laughs> need a hand. Um, first of all, that guy, I don't remember his name. It's Nandy's partner, and we saw him last <laughs> season, but he's he's a white guy who wasn't Scarf, so I don't know who he is. Uh, um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh but yeah, I but it's 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 human nature. It's like they're in a dangerous line of work, and there's someone there who's reminding them that they're in a dangerous line of work. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I un- it's not good, but I understand it. Yeah, yeah, that's that part's fair, I guess. Also, they probably have to do a lot more work because apparently her partner, uh, oh, because yeah. he was bad, now they have to like do all this extra work to catch these other guys that that were just released. I'm yeah, wondering if that might was, be part of it. Yeah. She was also the partner. Her part. It was her partner. So it was like, how did you not see this thing happening? Yeah. Are you possibly crooked? Are you like, yeah. even though you lost your arm and yeah, you did something heroic, um, who knows what dirty dealings you've been doing in the past? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she talks her way in there. Um, she kind of calls everyone out and then she goes and breaks the rule after uh, Arturo is lawyered up. She goes talk to him anyway. Mm-hmm. Is that actually a rule? I, I don't know. My, my feeling was like, this is not something we do because it endangers the um, the case. Okay. But I don't know. It makes sense, but okay, yeah, I'm just surprised. Like, why can't you just keep asking questions? And like, I mean, the person can keep saying, "Like, I'm not going to answer till my lawyer's here," but that's on them to keep saying that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. 
Okay. I, again, I'm not a lawyer, so I have no idea. Yeah, see. Um, the only other thing with Misty is that she goes to the crime scene of Artura Ray's um, place, and uh, she uses her Sherlock vision to try to figure out who it is. And I guess she thinks it's Shades. Like, we don't see Shades in her Sherlock vision, but later she tells Luke that she thinks it's Shades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's something we need to see more of Misty doing. <laughs> yeah, that's Sherlock. a cool thing. Yeah, cool ability. Uh, I'm annoyed when I have to do that in video games, but it's like, hey, look around. Like, okay, well, where where is the game telling me to go? I go here yeah. and I press, you know, X. I go here and I press X. And okay, now I can figure it out. Like, it, it's cooler to just see it in a TV show. Yep, 100%. All right. Uh, anything else for any of our heroes? No, I think we're good. Cool. All right. Let's take a quick ad break, and then we'll come back to the to the rewind. Welcome to Baskin Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so start graving hazelnuts. Not bad. For your consideration, the chair. Tony, how do you track your workouts? Um, an app on my phone. <laughs> exactly. And that sucks. I have four different apps, depending on the type of workout that I want to do. Some people pay Thor, which is probably good, but I, I don't know. I've never tried it. And for everyone else, there's the Hero Athletics app, the best app for tracking your workouts and sharing it with friends. The workouts are all themed in a way that others would call heroic. Swing from one side of a building to the other. For five reps, lift heavy objects off people screaming in pain, one-handed, four reps per arm. Jump really, really far, seven reps. How much does this cost? Probably nothing. It's free. Well, freemium. Now, I know some people don't like the freemium model, but the Hero Athletics app lets you use every part of the app. If you want to, you can pay for Hero Unlock codes. Change the results of one of your shared workouts so everyone thinks you beat a world record. Use promo code MCU Rewind to get one free Hero Unlock code. Use it to say you jumped, I don't know, 30 feet or something. <laughs> I think I know your theme already. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't trying to hide, hide it. <laughs> Want to take Harlem. a guess? Harlem. Yep. 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 Yeah. Okay. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, moving on to our villains. I ask you to what end? Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. Anytime, boys. Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra! Kill Luke Cage. Kill Jessica Jones. And the devil of Hell's Kitchen, whoever he is. His name is Matthew. And my name is Electra Nachos. You work for me now. Mariah, uh, she is not happy that Judas, Judas Bullet can't kill Luke. Because now he's immortal. Because that's the only way to kill somebody <laughs> in their mind. Blowing him up or shooting him. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't... Sure. Uh, I mean, it's like she to... can't really think. Yeah. yeah, that's true. He is bulletproof, but is he laser proof? Ooh, that's a good question. They haven't tried. Is he paper cut proof? Uh -huh. mm. Yeah. 
is he's stubbing he... his toe on like the corner of the wall proof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That hurts. <laughs> yeah. Is he uh, kryptonite proof? Yeah. They haven't mm. tested that. No. Is he uh, magnifying glass under the sunproof? Oh, yeah. Most of that's my a good heroes one. when I was a kid, that got them right then. <laughs> Granted, yeah, they were they were action figures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he might melt just like them. Mm-hmm. Yep, we don't know. Just haven't tried it. Mm-hmm. Only tries bullets. Yep, and exactly. bombs. Yep. When all you have is a hammer, every your Thor a, a nail. Yeah, or that too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. not anymore. But yes, mm-hmm. uh, actually. Well, again, yeah, he's back. Yeah, to now it. he is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Let's see. Send shades, get the money. Doesn't go well. We talked about that. Oh, reuniting with her daughter. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, she she's going to try and get back into politics, and the best way to get sympathy is reuniting with your daughter on the campaign trail. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So he goes. She goes to see Tilda. Uh, not out of love. Uh, which Tilda sees right through, which I respect. <laughs> uh huh. I mean, she grew up with her mom, you know, as yeah. a politician who's was, I'm sure, constantly using her for, you know, whatever publicity she could get. So, yeah, yeah, she's she's just used to it. Right. That's that's standard operating procedure from her mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she turns her way, but comes back later and is like, all right, one more chance. And I'm sure everything's going to go fine. Mariah is going to live up to Tilda's expectations. hundred percent. Yeah, I mean it's been a decade, right, since they've seen each other. I don't, I don't remember what the the lady said. It was oh, the you haven't been seen with seen your daughter. Each other was when she was twelve, so decade plus. <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah, she got her ten to fifteen. She was a doctor for a while, hmm. so she's probably closer to thirty. Because they don't put okay, so if, young. If they're young people, they don't put people over thirty on TV. That's until they're like fifty. <laughs> Okay, so 15, less than 20 years. More than 15 yeah. under 20. Okay, all right, yeah. It's been a while. Okay. Yeah, so... Yeah, so she comes, and uh, Shades is getting a little jealous um, about uh, someone moving into his seat, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he's being pushed out. Like, all right, he is very... Uh, I don't know. I mean, your words jealous. I, I like yeah. it. I was trying to think of something else, but yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. I'm trying to get a read on shades. Um, just from the context of the two episodes we have, because I do remember mm-hmm. a little bit in the future. Um, mm-hmm. but it's just like sometimes I think he's trying to control Mariah, but like especially with his reaction with Arturo and this, is he actually in love with Mariah? What do you think, Jace, based on these two episodes? Oh, uh, that's a good question. I have assumed that, yeah, he was like he like from the little bit like I don't remember much of the rest of the season. I remember like mm. a little bit that happens in the finale and that's about it. Um, so thinking back to season one, I I do think that, yeah, he he actually is in love with her. But if you were if we were to find out later that, oh, it's all been a con this whole time mm-hmm. and. He's just using her for power. I'd believe it. It, it yeah. would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only reason I question it, really, because he does act like he's 
he's actually cares about her and is in love with her, but also he's really concerned about the money and making kind of getting the most out of it. It's like, that's, but you can, people are complicated. You can care about two things Mm -hmm. at the same time. Yeah, exactly. But also as a character, he's a lot more careful, right? Like he, yeah, he doesn't like it when people do the crazy thing, right? He, he prefers to be a little more calculated with things. Um, And so when, you know, Mariah's daughter shows up, that's a variable he didn't account for kind of thing. Yeah. Right. And especially when Mariah is already kind of going like, you know, extra crazy this season uh, compared to what we saw last time. But I'm I'm wondering if this is intentional or this is inconsistent characterization, because like, yeah, he is more intentional. He's more calculated, but he also killed Arturo in a fit of rage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, which could be new to him. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, or that could be standard operating procedure. True. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else for, I guess, Mariah, Tilda, or Shades? <laughs> uh, actually, the one other thing about Mariah. Uh, yeah. So she doesn't know Darius's name. You know, uh, Shades' friend yeah. that he got out of, or that just got out of prison. Like, I, I I wonder if that's going to be like a season wide joke because it happened in episode one. It happened here in episode two. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep be on the lookout for it and see if she ever realizes his name. <laughs> Is it like uh, Homer and uh, Mr. Burns? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. It's like I I know I know who you are. You're familiar. What's what what's your name again? I don't care. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. She she very clearly does not care about him about it, him or his, knowing his name. Uh, but yeah. That's it. That's all I've got for them. Oh, right, actually, uh, uh, for Tilda, you know, I do have one note for her, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll bring it up later. You know what? It, it doesn't yeah. go here. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. we're going to Bushmaster, which is probably where you'll bring that up. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, we kind of mentioned this a little bit. He's nowhere near as tough as Luke Cage in the sense that, you know, bullets embed into him. They don't, you know, bounce off like Luke, but uh, still, still pretty damn tough and strong. Well, I mm-hmm. think is it possible they have like mirror powers? Like Luke's outside are solid, but his insides are still vulnerable. Where his outside is vulnerable, and maybe his internal organs are more are stronger. Oh, that's possible. Yeah, yeah, mm. that, that could be part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things we find out in this episode about Bushmaster is that he did not know who Luke Cage is. Like, he'd never heard of this guy until yeah, this he episode. Yeah, he didn't live in Harlem and didn't have the app. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Um, I just, I, I don't know. I, 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 Again, I don't remember much about him from the rest of the season. So, yeah. But I, I feel like he showed up with intentions. And you should be informed about what's going on there. And if there's someone with a superpower mm-hmm. that might affect uh, the things that you do. So maybe, well, maybe you should know what superpowered individuals live in the city. You're about to go do commit major crimes inside. Well, I think that's what he's doing. He said in the last episode, like he's going after the Stokes, which is Mariah's mm-hmm. family. Um, but instead of going straight to Harlem, he's going to take Brooklyn first. I think he's like, he's gathering information. He's not going for the heart. Uh, in fact, he even thinks that Luke might work for Mariah at the beginning of this. So, Mm, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. the, the, The thing is like, yeah, he doesn't have the information, but he's getting the information before he acts on anything. So he's still Mm. acting smarter than 
probably a lot of villains would. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, he's he's trying to be careful ahead of time. Yeah. Okay, all right. Um. Yeah, so we learn that he uses like nightshade and I guess other things because he gives Mariah a list uh, to uh, use his powers. And the thing I'd never heard of called Obeya. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tilda. He gives Tilda the list. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Tilda. Um, and so I looked up what Obeya is. Mm-hmm. And Obeya um, is kind of a derogatory term in the Caribbean. Uh, no. But it's. Um, Obeya is Caribbean sorcery, like, um, which why I believe is derogatory is like people who practice this don't call it Obeya. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do, do you know what they do call it? Uh, it's just their medicine. It's like their like holistic healing. Mm, okay. Got it. Oh, but okay. outsiders consider it magic because like, yeah. So. I mean, I didn't do a lot of research into it. I read, like, the <laughs> first two paragraphs of Wikipedia. <laughs> so mm, Okay, fair. All right. Okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the one thing that I wanted to call out about Tilda was that she sees this list of ingredients that Bushmaster gives her, and she, like, immediately knows what's going on, I guess. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. she recognizes it. And she's probably, I mean, we saw you that one picture that Mariah was looking at of her working presumably in a third world country. So I assume she has done some work in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So she but, might be familiar with the culture. Yeah. Which, which I guess makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is, this is one of those things about, about the MCU where we're like, okay, so some characters just know this thing. That's like, anyone can learn it. Anyone can know about it is what it feels like. Right. So why aren't there more people who use it? Why hasn't that grown? Why hasn't, you know, someone from the outside come in, learned their ways and was like, oh, I can make a ton of money with this, right? <laughs> and, then, and then farmed all of that stuff and uh, become some super power, super eat villain, you know, yeah. 200 years ago. Like, that's, that's one of those things that I guess would make sense in the comics, Um where they can like retcon and, and say that, mm-hmm, like, yeah, like, Who knows? or at Maybe least they have, know. yeah, uh, that's yeah. true, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of historical stuff in the MCU that we don't know about until they say it happened, right? Like the whole mm-hmm. st- the whole thing with Wenwu. Yep, mm-hmm. that's exactly what I was thinking about. Or <laughs> uh, the whole thing with Inhumans thousands of years ago, mm-hmm. yeah, or however they shoehorn the X Men in, <laughs> <laughs> whenever that happens. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So anything else for our villains? Um, no, that's it. That's all I've got for them. Uh, How about guy in the chair? Guy in the chair. I think that's what I want to do. Is help people. With abilities. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. You know, now that we see, um, oh, sorry. I'm going to start with Claire. Uh, Yeah. Uh, You know, now that we see, uh, you know, some other character who's like pretty tough, uh, like Luke Cage, and it's probably pretty strong. Like we haven't seen exactly how strong Bushmaster is. But, you know, one of the things that Claire says to Luke is like, what if there's someone out there that's stronger than you that can actually hurt you? But I don't know. Luke's not worried. Yeah, exactly. Bruce Banner. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, not puny Banner. Stronghold. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously come on <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, Luke's just not worried. I mean, you, I think you said it right last week or maybe earlier. Banner's off planet, so never mind. There's no one stronger than Luke. Ah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, I, I I don't remember when you said it, but like, yeah, Luke right now is is feeling the yeah I'm invincible, like practically invincible, mm-hmm. right? Especially after being shot by that Judas bullet and being yeah. completely fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, it's very much like I I'm invulnerable. No, you're invulnerable so far. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. she knows she's tried to treat Luke before. She knows if something's really bad, there's not much you can do. <laughs> yep, exactly. Advil. That's about it. Yep. Cold compress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Maybe a cold compress. Don't know if that'll actually help, right? I don't know. It depends what the injury is and depends if I know anything about medicine, which I don't. Mm-hmm. So. Fair. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and then Claire also keeps bringing up Matt Murdoch. Right, that he died. All that. Yeah, stuff. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a big thing. Someone died oh, yeah. saving their has. Is he the first hero that she knows of who's died saving the earth or saving a city? I'm trying to think about it, and yeah, I guess um... Quicksilver is the only other death that no one really knew who he was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. To date, as far as heroes go. Have any have any heroes died other than Quicksilver at this point? Uh, would would you consider Elektra a hero? No. Then no. Okay, because she was still evil when she died, so I'm going to go with no. Definitely a villain. Oh, I mean, the first time um, she died, the first time she died, she was good. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. I'm going with no. Still, she yeah. she was she was anti hero like through and through. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then no. <laughs> then yeah yeah to answer your question yeah i guess i guess that's it so and she and she knows who he was so she knows like, the personally. only superhero to die in the line of duty and she knew him personally okay yep not not saying that he's dead because we saw the end credit scene or the end that's the right. scene but yeah. yeah we also saw season three we haven't rewound it yet but no. we knew a third season no spoilers al it's everybody knows okay i'll spoil it i'm sorry Foggy dresses up as Daredevil. No, Karen dresses up as Daredevil because she would do something like that. Yeah, she definitely would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, anything else for guys in the chair? Uh, no, I've got nothing for them. How about you? Right. Nope. Moving on to 12% of the plan. Stark Tower is your baby. Give yourself 12% of credit. 12%. An argument can be made for 15. 12%? Well, I my baby? did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, oh. I lifted the heavy things. You know, I'm 12 minutes older than you. Go. What percentage? I don't know. 12%. 12%? <laughs> that is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am Groot. So what? It's better than 11%. What the hell does that have to do with anything? Just something I wanted to, to point out. Um, we saw in the police station when Misty went back to work, everyone was writing with a pen. N- no one's typing. No one, like, like all the files and all that paperwork that they've got. Like, yep. I, I just assume I... that nowadays it's all computerized. Yeah, I mean, I would too, but everyone complains about the paperwork when you book someone. I assume it's all pen across the board. And that's why cops hate it. God, oh, okay, I guess. Huh. Or, or is she in the pen-only room? 
Ooh. So, um, because she needs to track practice her left-handed penmanship. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. And everyone else is doing the same thing. Yep. Cause they're it's like, Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe we'll lose an arm soon. So we should practice the, in the pen. Only the room. chief hates the sound of typing. So he's always in that room and he made it. That oh, makes sense. Is, is inefficient to have everyone do pen only, but in this room, pen only. Um, okay. I, I just wanted to point out that it's interesting that, we get connections from Cloak and Dagger to Luke Cage, and mm-hmm. they both deal with uh, Caribbean mysticism in Voodoo and Obeah. Hmm. I was just like, yeah. that's weird. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah, I did yeah. not put that part together. I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost your best defender. So we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, what? All right, Al. Uh, How many world records are we going to give this episode? (laughs) Um, I had a lot more fun with this episode, too. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I think one of the things that I'm not liking is uh, they keep mentioning names of people, and there's still too many characters, right? Like, it it was nice when Arturo died. Because I'm like, all right, cool. One less person I need no, to keep track No, I of. learned his name, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had a whole scene ex- explaining it. Uh, yeah. King Arthur. Um, and, well, I mean, you figured it out for a different reason. But they explained it in this episode. Uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, but anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm giving this uh, four. Uh, what was the rating system again? I already forgot. Uh, world records. Four. I'm giving it four world records. Um, the short jump. The... Uh, slowest 100 meter dash the tallest 1000 meter dash uh and then uh space hockey uh, gold gold uh record yep yep um i'm going to agree with you i'm giving it four also uh i i like this episode just as much as last episode um yeah so i will give it uh the most amount of oreos you can fit on your forehead Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's um, a lot. Yeah, the uh, highest jumping Mexican jumping bean. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the okay. obviously classic world's largest ball of twine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the world's smallest rubber band ball, because you know you need a certain amount of rubber bands to uh, make a ball, so it's really hard to get the fewest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, that is a uh, rewind. So join us next week when we will keep rewinding this season. Season two of Luke Cage will be on episode three titled Wig Out. In the meantime, please follow us on some form of social media. Uh, So far, we are only on Twitter and Instagram at MCU underscore rewind. And also, please give us a rating, something, some kind of rating. You know, we we bug you every episode like twice to give us a rating. Mm -hmm. Hardly get any. It'd be nice. Um, if you don't, I'm going to have to start making fake accounts and giving us ratings. And I don't want to do that for multiple reasons. Anyway, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind signing off. Have a marvelous day. Walk a fine chalk line and put the needle to the grind. Representing one kind, see an eye for the blind. Witness what I carry on, bears a further purpose. From how we do slam a few, then you want to purchase. A dialogue of folk, you love to pop it in your trunk. I win more discipline than a Shaolin monk. Pete Rock and CL, well set to spark it. The powerful target to destroy the black market. But when you say black, listen, I don't know, you lose me. I guess another beggar can't afford to be choosy. I come to the maximum.